And welcome back to the Deeper Grace Podcast. I am Jacob Phillips, Pastor Wayne Murray. Joins me every week under two weeks till Christmas. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Are you ready? I love Christmas. I do too. Favorite holiday season. And apparently there's a 95% chance we're going to have a white Christmas. Serious? That's what I just heard. We haven't got very much so far. No. So. Yeah. It's about to get cold is what I'm hearing. Right. I love Christmas. Christmas is one of my favorite holidays of the year. In fact, last night I just made the decision that I'm not going to eat any more sweets until Christmas. I made that decision about four hours ago. <laughs> and then uh, I just ate a cookie, by the way. Oh, it didn't man. last for me. I need, I need to have better discipline than you, apparently. So, I would highly recommend that. Um, yeah, Christmas is my favorite time of the year, and it's awesome here at Grace. Everyone's busy. The church is decorated. A couple of weeks ago, we just um, had our church staff come and right. all together during the day. And yeah, we have we pick a day where the whole staff joins together and decorates the church for Christmas. Eat together. Yep. You know, I would say it's a lot of fun. It's a fun for the first few hours, and then after that, it's kind of work. But yep. it feels good when it's done because everything looks classy and. You know, it's a great atmosphere for everybody to come and experience Christmas here. And let me tell you, it's not the easiest. No, because it's, it's you, definite work. You got the big trees that you got to pull from the storage unit. Right. And then this past week, we had to put the, I don't know what exactly you call it, the white the white flooring on the, on the stage. On the stage. Yeah. So we did yeah. that this week. So we but. cover the stage with some white uh, material, mm-hmm. sticky stuff. Yeah, it gives the idea of snow or ice. Looks gorgeous. You guys did great, by the way. Thank you so much. So, ready for the Christmas Eve service coming up here? Three Christmas Eve services already for that. Excited about it. People are registering. We're looking forward to it. Cool. Well, all that's said and done. Let's get into this past week's message. Uh, Of course, if you were here a couple weeks ago, Pastor Wayne started a new series simply called the Christmas Series. We started it off with Christmas Joy, and then this week we titled this one Christmas Faith. What was the big idea of this message? Well, uh, this past Sunday, we looked at the story of Elizabeth and Mary in Luke chapter 1 when Mary comes to Elizabeth's house uh, to tell the story about, hey, an angel came to visit me and he said I was going to be the mother of the Son of God. And Elizabeth is this old person married to Zechariah, another old person. Hmm. And they experienced a miracle too because in their old age they're having a baby. And so we looked into that conversation between Mary and Elizabeth. It's pretty awesome because, you know, the very first thing that you see is uh, Elizabeth says to Mary, the mother of my Lord, why would I be so honored that the mother of my Lord would come to visit me? Which is a pretty amazing statement because up at that point, uh, Mary hadn't told Elizabeth anything that had happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, she just knew that there were a miracle had occurred and that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah. And she confesses the unborn Jesus as her Lord. She made it personal. That's crazy. Which is, that's a, how, how much faith does that require? That is. You know, and then you compare that to the guy we like to call Doubting Thomas, who 
you know, saw Jesus do miracles, you know, saw the crucifixion, all of that, heard all of his teachings, but not until he puts his hand in Jesus's side, does he say, my Lord and my God. Right. Elizabeth did that without even knowing any of that. She did it by faith. That's a pretty powerful confession. So you, you just brought this up. I'm just trying to clarify this. So I might have mis, <laughs> misunderstood when you talked about it on Sunday. So Mary, like Elizabeth just knew a miracle had taken place. Mary hadn't told her anything yet. Uh, that's my understanding. That's crazy. Yeah. And and then Zachariah, of course, he was told. He just was unbelieving. Well, an angel visits Zechariah while he's on duty at the temple and lets him know that he and Elizabeth are going to have a baby in their old age. But he questions it and doesn't believe it. So as a result, he can't talk. So what's that look like? Imagine, like, imagine him going home that day to his wife, <laughs> not being able to say anything. How do you explain this amazing? I mean, you, you just had an angel come visit you. Right. Um, and then he has to try to explain it either through hand gestures or, I don't know, a writing tablet or something. But uh, it, it was a powerful miracle. So part of the story is the fact that Elizabeth is pregnant. She's old. Mm -hmm. But... She doesn't, she doesn't know the details of why it happened or how it happened because Zechariah hasn't been able to tell her. Right. So there's a lot of faith involved in this story. And that's why I call the message Christmas faith because she confessed Jesus as Savior, as her Lord, um, before, she, before she even knew any details. Wow. And then, um, and then there's all this rejoicing in this story because when Mary comes to Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth said that the baby, when 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 I heard your voice, the baby inside me leaped for joy. Yeah. And of course, she's the mother of John the Baptist. So the baby in her womb would have leapt for joy at the presence of Mary. And of course, you know, the baby Jesus in Mary's womb. What? That's powerful. What does it look like when back in the day from what you studied and doing this story? What does it what what did it look like when someone got muted and how long was he like that for? Zachariah? Muted? Yeah. Well, uh we can only go by what the scripture says. Yeah. That you know, at, on the day that the angel announced to Zechariah that they were gonna have a baby, uh, you know, obviously until the baby's born, that's at least nine months. And then after the baby's born, he's able to speak. Right. So because he wrote, you know, his name is John. That's part of the story, too. So it was at least nine months that he couldn't talk. That's crazy. Yeah. And then <laughs> the other thing that you brought up, and you've said it a couple of times, is that Zachariah and Elizabeth were not young. Well, and the Bible makes that clear, that yeah. they were advanced in age, or they were, they were old. So they're well past... What is typical childbearing years? Right. Which is the that that's why it's a miracle. Right. You know, so John the Baptist is born because of a miracle, but he's conceived in the usual way. Jesus is also the baby Jesus is also a miracle, but he's not conceived in the usual way. So you have you have these two women with these amazing stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, about both had an uh, angel visit their family visit an angel visited Mary, another different angel visited Zechariah, but they have these stories of how God has literally chosen them to be part of uh, this miraculous 
thing and they get to share that which is amazing isn't it crazy how it all like comes full circle too because we start there and then john the baptist ends up being the one who baptizes jesus right so right that's cool stuff um you talked about and you keep referencing luke 143 Okay. The, the the verse where it says, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And when you say she hadn't even seen him, what was the point of you really hammering home that scripture? Well, again, the title of the message is Christmas faith. And the reality is God chose Mary. Uh, God chose Elizabeth to be the, you know, the major characters in his story. Right of the giving of Jesus for salvation because they had faith. Remember, Mary's response to the angel was, you know, let it be to me as the Lord says, you know, because she has faith. And uh, and then you've got Elizabeth confessing the unborn Jesus as her Lord without seeing him, hearing him teach, anything like that. So the, the, the key element here is faith. And of course, at Christmas, you know, God wants us always to have faith to to believe to trust him the angel says to mary for with god nothing will be impossible and i think that's the same message for all of us we need to remember that with god nothing is impossible and uh we need that kind of faith we live in a culture of cynicism a culture of doubt culture of fear it's really hard for us to trust God, to believe God. But the Christmas story reminds us that when we have faith, God does miracles. One other thing that you brought up in your message, you said, uh, you may put this up on our social media, you said you'll never find joy as your own Lord and Master. What do you mean by that? Well, the the confession that Elizabeth made was when she says, the mother of my Lord Again, she's confessing uh, Jesus, the unborn Jesus, as her as her Lord. Right. And then you have this experience of joy. You know, the baby left in my room for joy. So there's this singing. Basically, Elizabeth is singing this these words. Uh, so the idea is, you know, when we confess Jesus as Lord, the result is joy, because mm-hmm. Christ comes to live inside of us we are our hearts are changed our lives are changed but the reality is if you choose to be your own lord and savior you know there's no, there's not going to be any joy in your life now you can pursue happiness and you'll have it temporarily but the kind of joy that we're talking about is the kind that lasts forever it lasts way past christmas and um it's something that god gives us through his son jesus christ joy which is different than happiness because i heard somebody say it this way happiness is based on circumstances uh but joy is based on the presence of god Mm. and there there is a difference that's good yeah that's good stuff for with god nothing will be impossible right that is um that's what the christmas story is all about yeah you know all the miracles involved in the christmas story i mean you start to to look deep into the fact you've got hundreds of prophecies talking about where Jesus would be born. You know, the, uh, Micah said he's going to be born in Bethlehem, and you've got uh, all the prophecies about 
his life and all that's fulfilled. Then you have the virgin birth, which right. has never happened before. Nope. Never happen again. Uh, it's amazing. And so Christmas is a story of miracles. And I love it because it really just stirs our faith to remind us that God is a God of miracles. So, yes, we can pray to God for miracles. And this all can tie back and relate to what we're doing right now. We just started it this past Sunday about having faith, believing and sowing seeds. For instance, um, of course, I'm talking about the Christmas offering that we yeah. have done right now and uh, a couple of the things, and you can hit on some of them, of uh, Stone Table Projects in Africa, the Food Pantry Outreach, of course, um, renovations around the church. Yeah, every year at, at, at Christmas, we we receive a Christmas offering and our goal is that we want it to be the, you know, we always give gifts at Christmas, but we should give our best gift to Jesus. And so we always pick a global missions project to fund and then a local outreach project to fund. And then usually something, you know, for our building and equipment or, or something like that. And so the first bucket's always missions. The second bucket's always local. The third bucket's, you know, uh, building or something or equipment. And that's what we did this past Sunday. And, and of course, uh, when we talk about Elizabeth's confession of Lord and Savior, I tied that into the some of the projects that we're investing in in Africa are investing in communities where Islam is the dominant faith. And people who confess faith in Jesus are persecuted. Mm. And I met many of those people on my trip in Af- in Africa this past September. And uh, they are being severely persecuted for their faith. Some, some of their families have abducted them. Some of their families have tried to kill them. And there are some miraculous stories about how God has saved their lives. But yet, uh, you know, your confession of faith in Jesus Christ is the most important thing. Right. And around the world, not everybody's okay with that. Right. And so we get to come alongside and help as a church. Our, our church and 11 other churches are raising funds to help uh, train some of these new believers in theology because they want to plant churches as well. They want to plant house churches where they live. And then some other projects, you know, we get to buy some property for a campus ministry that is growing in Mozambique. Uh, you know, we're, we're funding some outreach to some, a, a people group in Ethiopia that are unreached. And there's a fascinating couple that are from Ethiopia. They're returning there yeah. to preach the gospel. And they're the ones paying the high price. We get to help fund that. And I'm, I was pretty excited with the way people responded this past Sunday, just the spirit of generosity to give and uh, come alongside those projects and and uh, help make it happen. I don't think people sometimes, including myself, I think we take for granted the things that we have, um, just like this church. I mean, right. beautiful, big church, plenty of room. We've got a lot of extracurricular things that we can do in here. And it's pretty humbling whenever this time of the year comes around and you think about people in Africa and these small little countries that they're just looking to build a small building. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a lot of them are having their services under trees and all that. Yeah. So, for instance, in Kenya, uh, the 
the Church of Jesus is growing fast. There have been more than, more than a thousand Assemblies of God churches planted in Kenya in the last five years. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Uh, but a lot of them don't have a building, and they'll meet for services under a tree. And part of what we're raising money for is to help buy buildings for local churches, which is amazing. You can do that for $4,280. Yeah. You know, the building you and I are sitting in costs millions of dollars. Right. Uh, but, you know, in Africa, a building is more than just a place to be out of the elements, of course, from rain and the hot African sun. But also it's a it's permanence in the community. It's an establishment. Hey, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ is here and we're here for the duration. And that encourages those believers in those villages, many of which are extremely poor beyond our capacity to even understand what what their level of poverty is. And so us as the American church who have so much, it, again, it's our privilege to give and to help them. Just for a point of reference, um, have you been in one of those churches? Over, I mean, you've been in one of those churches over there before, right, that have been built? No, the particular uh, uh, model of church they're building for these congregations I have not yeah. been in. No, I've seen pictures of them. I mean, we can imagine that they're, I mean, I, I, I'm simple. Yeah. Super simple. So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're lucky, you know, we're we, we, we sure especially in this Christmas time. I think it's important that we think of other people. And then, and then the other part of yeah. the offering is our own local community. Uh, our food pantry feeds about 2000 people per month. And, a lot of times these days they're having to purchase food from, uh, you know, like Gleaners and Midwest food banks and things like that. And again, we're going to, our goal from the Christmas offering is to supply the entire year for food phenomenal. that they need. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I think you have to be here and we're here every day right. to realize how big of an impact that the food pantry has on the community because I have a my office sits where you can see outside and every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. I mean, the food pantry is on one side of the parking lot, the other side of the parking lot is backed out near right. to US thirty one. So right. and you see the line from your window. Yeah, it's on the opposite side of the building from right. where the food pantry can be. And they've only got a certain amount of time, if I remember right, that that they are open to yeah, give all this hours, food away. So, hours, yeah. um, it's all for a good cause, um, no doubt. So. That's what we're doing right now. We've got, um, as we said uh, earlier in the podcast, our Christmas services are coming up December 23rd, December 24th, and the 23rd. It's at 7 o'clock. On the 24th, it's at 2 p.m. and 4, 4 p.m. PM. So, and then on the 25th, Christmas Day, right. we have just an online service only. Online at 11 so, o'clock. Perfect. Anything else that we're missing here? Just want to encourage everybody who's listening, you know, let's be like Elizabeth. Let's, let's believe God for the impossible. Let's uh, confess Jesus as Lord. If you're listening, you haven't confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing about you. And more important than where you're from or how much money you have or don't have. And 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 that's why we do what we do. And uh, we just encourage everybody to, to do that. And if you're interested in our Christmas services, the website is agracechristmas.com. All the details, directions, times. 
you can even register to attend while you're there. I appreciate it, Pastor. Thank you, Jacob. Hey, don't forget, guys, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, God bless.